BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with OCR Bunny and OCR Strong. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here and today I've got with me Adam. Adam, how do you actually pronounce your last name? It's Bergenheimer? Bergenheimer. Uh, Bergenheimer. Okay, there we go. I, I've always wondered, I mean, I've known you for years and it's kind of one of those, I've heard it like 20 million different ways. It's like, you know, all those things when you hear some of those actors that are suddenly like, oh yeah, that's not how you pronounce my name. And it's like, oh shit, that's how I've always done it though. <laughs> yeah. If it's any condolence, I didn't know how to spell it to like fourth grade. We had to use the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse song to actually get me to learn how to spell my last name. Oh, I, I now you're going to be thinking about that song. I'm going to. I'm going to. Be, so. But nice. So it's good to talk to you. I mean, you know, kind of introduce yourself to the listeners. It's been a long time. I mean, you were on a lot of the really, really, really early episodes. But, you know, introduce everyone on, on who you are. Sure. Uh, so I'm Adam Bergenheyer. I'm with uh, Beast Obstacle Course Racers, um, really amazing group of people in the Pacific Northwest that just like to go play in the mud. Uh, that's how I met you, Mike. That's how I've met some of the other folks. Um, uh, and uh, after that, you know, I think I, I just like to race and get muddy and do stupid things, do some work for Spartan uh, as part of their Cryptia team, um, part of their obstacle specialist uh, instructor team. So one of the guys that teach you how to, you know, go do stuff, maybe for folks that haven't done it before, it's kind of fun to see people um, have the light bulb moment when yeah. they go, oh, that's how I do that, right? Um, so that's really fun. Um, and well, I yeah, think those are a lot of fun. I was, say, I was say, those are a lot interesting for people who've done it for years, because sometimes those specialists have an idea of doing something in a way that you're like, I never thought of that. Like taking a minute to break down like the J versus S hook mm -hmm. for, for rope climb or for, you know, you get, you get some, some folks that are just hulking, right. And they're just, Oh, I'm going to do it all arms. And that's cool. But like maybe just taking a minute to sit down and say, this is what it actually looks like. Feel around with it and try it. Um, and sometimes like even for veterans, right. They go, they have this light bulb moment and go, wow, I, I knew how to climb a rope, but this is a little easier. Um, yeah. it's really cool to see. It is. It's one of those, like for me, like with the, the climbing the rope, I kept trying the J hook for years. Everyone would show me how to do it. I could never quite figure it out. And it was one of our friends finally said, uh, Brian, okay. Said, sit down and sit in a chair with just a rope and try it. And I'm like, why, why? But I did it. I sat down and did it while I was sitting down, not when I was trying to hang from the rope. And I got my legs figured out. I'm like, okay, I figured the movement now. And yeah. then suddenly walked over to a rope, jumped on it. And for the first time in like years, just whoop, right up the top of the rope. And I'm like, oh, okay. And sometimes that's what it takes. It just takes, you know, and a lot of those SGX, you know, and those, you know, specialist coaches, that's what happens. It'll be, they'll show you something. You're like, I've been doing this, working so hard to try and do this in a way that, just isn't right for years i had to sit down for the s hook I, I could do the j hook but the s one for whatever reason like getting on the rope and in the air like i'd panic and i couldn't mm -hmm. find it and then i'd freak out and i'd come back down and oh i gotta redo it and even today like i can i can do the s hook i can teach it i can spot it i can be like okay now move your foot right here but i suck at it still <laughs> like yeah. i can do it it's just it's not pretty <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's it. Some of us like the J hook. Some like the S hook. I'm not good with the S hook. I'm better with the J hook. The only problem I have that I've been trying to figure out, and it's one of the only reasons I wear like shin guards now, 
or not shin guards, but something over my shins. Because if I don't, doing the J-hook, when I come back down, I tear my legs up. I'm right there with you. Um, And I have like on one of, I think it's the, what, my left leg, I actually have a scar from doing Vegas two years ago where I went up and, you know, because I did them both competitive and I hit the rope on both of them and I tore my leg up on the the super on the first day and the second day doing the sprint, just tore it up even more, you know. And it's like, you know, people are looking at me as I'm running the last little bit, like you're bleeding. And I'm like, I know that's fine. (laughs) You know, I think now that you mention it, um, I think if we were to go ask people that started racing, you know, 2012, 13 Mm -hmm. to like 16, 17, I bet you a good chunk of them probably have a rope burn scar somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> like like shins are not like they've probably got one maybe they it was the first time they ever did a rope maybe the first time since you know high school and gym or whatever and like they like, oh, i got this and they come back down and they go oh <laughs> it's right there <laughs> yep we've all yeah and it's one of those i mean it's fun to, it's fun to figure out though it's like you know that's one of the things that I, I love about like coaches the sdx coaches and everything else is they help us figure out what we've been doing forever, but doing it a different way. I mean, sometimes it's one of those things we may have been doing it for years, but then we see a different way and we're like, Oh yeah, this works much better. <laughs> oh yeah. And it could be something like you might know how to do it really, really well. You might have the technique down. You might have, you know, you might feel very comfortable at the top of the rope or any exercise or movement. And it could be just somebody else coming and looking at you with, uh, you know, an eye for it and saying. Have you tried shifting your weight like an inch this way? I just went through that um, with some weightlifting stuff with a, 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 squ- a snatch. Um, just the way that I was receiving the barbell in the snatch position was like two and a half, three inches too far forward. And it was throwing off my weight. And with a little bit of practice shifting it back, all of a sudden my I could add another 225 kilo plates and I was feeling great. Mm-hmm. But before then, I, I just couldn't do it um and right that's not that big of a difference no it's not and i've seen that on a few other things where all of a sudden just having and that's one thing i think a lot of people make mistakes is we get into that whole mindset of oh i've been doing this for years i know how to do it and that's why a lot of trainers i talk to still have a trainer themselves because they're like you'd be surprised how many times watching somebody and then all of a sudden you go to do it yourself and another trainer's like you know if you tweak just a little bit this way and you're like oh wow yeah you know that's something i would have told my you know but you don't look at yourself I, I 100% agree. I've got a nutrition coach and a personal coach just, mm-hmm. just for that, just to catch those little things, right? Am I crazy? Is this a good plan? This is what I've been doing. This is how I'm feeling. Am I missing something? This is the technique I'm trying. This is the food I'm having, right? Um, man, I, and you know what? I think the other part of it too is sometimes, um, you know, forking down a couple extra bucks helps you stay accountable to whatever you're trying to do. Um yeah. You know, and plus, like, as somebody who's, you know, I've helped people out with stuff and, you know, cheered them on. Like, I don't want to ever be the the guy that somebody looks at and somebody's like, oh, that coach needs a coach. Like, yeah. coach has a coach. He's working on it. But, <laughs> you know, well, and we, you know, and I think that's the hardest part with a lot of this. We all have our ups and downs. It's like one of those yeah. things like right now I'm beating myself up because, you know, during uh, right before COVID, I mean, you knew before everything I was, I was big. I was a big boy. Um and then during, I dropped down to like 180, but I mean, I'm back up to about 235 now. And it's one of those things and I keep beating myself up. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I've taken a break since September <laughs> after Ironman, after my body was just like, dude, 
time to step back, you know, and took that break to let my body have that rest. And now it's like, okay, you know, now I'm getting like looking in the mirror, like, oh, but I'm still not at the 310 I was before COVID. But, yeah. you know, it's still just kind of that, you know, and then you start getting on yourself and other people look at you like, oh, what happened? And you're like, dude, I took a break. I let my body have the rest it needed. And now it's time to get back to work, you know, and that's yeah. kind of sometimes we have those, you know, yeah. waves. And, that, too, right? yeah, and like I said, that's why you have, sometimes when you see those people and they're like, oh, the trainer needs a trainer. We don't know which part of their training they're on. Maybe they're on that one where they took two years of pushing their body and their body went, oh, well, hold on. And they're being a smart person and actually stepping back for a minute. And I've seen a lot of that where I've seen a trainer that you're looking at like, why would I want to be trained from that person? You know, how's this person an expert? Yeah. yeah. How's this person an expert? Look at them. It's like, because they're an expert in the fact that they knew that at, they hit a point that sometimes you need a break. And that's the hardest part for most of us is knowing when we need to step back. Um, I was going through a class with Team USA weightlifting uh, about a month and a half ago. And the gal, she'd been, she's been coaching uh, Olympic weightlifters and a bunch that went to like the Olympics in several occasions, some record hold, like she's got an accolade list, like just longer than dirt, man. It's, it's incredible. She's been coaching like 25, 30 years. And she goes, you get to a certain point where like, you might not be able to perform those things or look at those things. She goes, especially as you age, but you know, some of the best coaches, they don't look like they could ever do it, but they've got the, the mentality. And she goes, and you kind of see that sometimes, like you see like high school or college sports, or even in like professional football courses, you're like, that's the defensive coordinator. Like that guy doesn't look like he could make a hundred, hundred meter run, but like the guy knows his stuff. You never know. Right. So you can't, you can't judge a coach on the outside. I mean, I know a lot of people do, but you never know. They do. I mean, it's one of those things you judge a book by its cover. It's just, I mean, it's human nature, unfortunately, but yeah. it is one of those things. Like you said, I've seen a lot of those where you're sitting there and there was, I can't remember who it was. It was one of the like, and it was, I don't know if it was a defensive coach or an offensive coach, but it was one of the sideline coaches on, on a team. And I saw him and I'm like, wow. And then all of a sudden they like showed some picture of him, like when they were younger and you're like, Oh yeah, never mind. It's like, you know, or it's one of those ones, like you're looking at him, like, who's that guy? And then they say the name and you're like, wait, what? that you know this guy was like a beast when he was in the league and you're like oh, okay he's just getting older we all do that you all get older and i mean things age i mean yeah. not all of us can be that what was his crazy name jack whatever that was gonna live forever because he worked so hard and then died anyway oh yeah the juice guy yeah yep yeah well, you know who i think is a good example is arnold schwarzenegger i mean like i've heard people jab at him like oh the legend lost it like he's He's lost it with the age. It was like, first off, that guy looks great for his age. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure like he can break my face with his bicep. Like yeah. he flex it and I'm gone. Like, and the guy still goes after it. And like, you know, like the thing is our fitness changes with age. And sometimes, you know, that means like you might have a little bit of a belly. You might have skin that moves in funny places. You mm -hmm. might have some weird bumps, but that means, you know, you're, probably a healthy human being and you maybe have balance and maybe you're focusing on enjoying life a little bit more than like going and repping out 10,000 reps every day at the gym. And that's okay. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, we all grow, we all grow in different ways, either whether it be physically, mentally, everything else. And I think that's kind of some of it too. It's just your priorities change. Yeah. You know, all of us had different priorities, you know, five, six years ago than we do right now. So, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, shoot, four years ago, I was in a completely different industry, you know, <laughs> I was a completely different person four years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago, two years ago. I hear you. I gained a lot of weight 
in 2020, right? COVID hit me. Um, I was just struggling like with who I am, what I was doing, how I was engaging folks. I lost a lot of people that year. We lost eight folks between family and friends, lost one of my best childhood friends, just gone. And I got really depressed and gained almost 70 pounds, like in eight months, uh, eight and a half, nine months, just nothing, right? And like, I'll, I think honestly, I was just a physical manifestation of everything that was going on in here, mm-hmm. right? And I hear you, man. That's what things are. Life, fitness, running, exercise. Yeah. It's just, it's an up and down journey. Right? And you have it to take all the bad ones with the stride of the good ones too. Yeah, it's an up and down journey and we all take it. And I mean, we all grow. And I mean, if you're not growing, you're not doing anything. You know, yeah. it's kind of one of those things when you see those people, you know, who sit on the couch, not doing anything, not changing, not growing. Maybe they're happy with it, but that's, yeah. you know, then a lot of us that are out doing stuff, we do, you know, we, we keep like our main little core group a lot of times, but other than that, things grow. We move, you know, in between, you know, different yeah. things and things happen and it's all on how we grow with it and keep going. So yeah, I love, I love that. I love that perspective. I think, you know, if, if one thing, and tell me if this sounds like a crazy, and this is, we're getting deep here, Yeah. But, uh, but like, I feel like in general, in the last several years, since the advent of the pandemic, I feel like people are a little bit more receptive um, and supportive of the fact that everyone's on a different journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we never know what they're dealing with. And we should probably, you know, not being an ass mm. <laughs> right or at least maybe that's just me <laughs> i think it's true in a lot of ways i mean in a lot of ways because i think it was one of those things i mean it was during the pandemic when everyone's like oh you should be doing this and you should be doing that and where everyone else came back and said no we're all doing this differently yeah we're all getting through this differently some people got through it like i did i went out and ran because yeah. to me i had to do something so and running was my thing i'd go out and i'd run and it was the one thing that made me feel normal you know, where before everything else was just sitting around, you couldn't go to the restaurant, you couldn't do this, I couldn't go to comedy, I couldn't do any of the stuff that I normally did. So it's like, well, I'm gonna go run then. Yeah. And that became my new normal. And that's kind of one of those things. And but other people, they dealt with it just by like locking themselves in the house and staying there, which is fine. Yeah. You know, everyone had their own way of doing it. And I think that's it. I think it is a little more accepting of everyone has their own journey. We're all on our, we're all on our own journey. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I totally agree. Man. So I know with Beast, you've got some new stuff coming up. I saw the 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 new races. I did I did see those. Yeah. I've been intrigued by by what we have there. So <laughs> what what are those? Uh so trail mix is mm-hmm. kind of a catch-all. Um I even think years ago you and I had talked about doing a trail race in mm-hmm. the area. Um so it's a May 20th this year. It's gonna be our first year doing it. And we have kind of three sections. Uh, we have a 5K trail race for folks that want a traditional 5K. They want to go as fast or slow as they want. A lot of technical running. Um, can't go wrong with the classic trail race, 5K. It's awesome. Very approachable, right? And for a lot of people, 5K is terrifying, right? Um, so it's a really good introductory, I think, race for people that maybe they've done 5Ks and now they want to try a trail one. Maybe they want to get off pavement. Um, so I wanted to have something there. That's kind of our first option. Then we have two other ones. And the other ones are a uh, 10-hour time frame. And it's as much or as little as you want. Um, and it's really meant to just give folks an avenue to test themselves in whatever they want to test themselves. So we've got, of the two 10-hour segments, um, there is a 10-hour running division. 
Um, so the course for the 10 hour divisions, both the running and the hybrid athlete one, I'll get to in a minute. Um, the course is actually just shy of about eight kilometers. Um, little extra fun things, some extra fun pathways, and there's some stations along the way for additional challenges and what have you. For, for the running one, it's just as how far can you go in the time frame you have um, on that trail as, as much as you'd like, right? Um, and I'm actually really excited. We just moved over to uh, Ultra Sign Up this year. So what we can do is we have a monitor that we can have live results for both the multi-lap and the 5K. So not only are we doing our first one ever, but we're going to be able to display like live results as we input them on like a lap basis or finish basis. Never done that before. Nice. I'm like super jazzed about that. I just think it's so cool. Um, and then we have the hybrid athlete division. So that one's kind of like the uh, um, rucking meets a little bit of strongman meets a little bit of like ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. And instead of laps for like competitive time, it's all based on points. So each lap, of course, has many points as you'd like, but there's additional options. Like you could do a burden lap where you have, you know, a ruck and you're going out and you also have a sandbag with you. You get a couple extra points for that one. There's also a couple fun stations along the way that are totally optional. It's if you want to do them, right? So there's a there's a sandbag workstation. There's a fun, cool uh, strongman station. Um, there's an animal movement station totally optional if you want to do them as much or as little as you can want to you get points and whoever has the most points for that division at the end wins Hmm. that's it that's as scary as it is and um the reason we built it that way is if we can have something that is um sustainable and something that scales and that is achievable in a way that people can measure it again and again so hey i did this i did a 10-hour race a couple years ago in the middle of the woods and i did this many laps i got this much distance hey i'm gonna go do this other type of race and it's got a time frame and i want to see how much i can go um i love that format uh Mm -hmm. the first time i ever i mean world's toughest mudders had that format for a long time spartan ultra world champs um i did the one in iceland in 18 i love that format um sisu yep. has a really cool 24 hour and 24 hour pacific northwest run and it's that's just that, a- that's what i was thinking of as a sisu 24 because that's that's yeah beastnet has been third place the last two years in a row yeah so on going for a second this year huh going for a second this year oh we are we're going for it but it's one of those you know it's it's such a fun event and that's what i was thinking when you're saying it i love those because it it gives you a whole different challenge you're not just running you're doing these challenges you're doing other things you know and it gives you something to do now is it all going to be individual basis or is it going to be like sisu where it's a a team all individual basis yeah. this um so a couple people have brought up teams um I'm not sure if we're going to do that or not. It just really depends what people want to do. And I think feedback for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I've not had a ton of people ask me about, hey, can I do this as a team? Nothing wrong with folks going and running together and being together. Yeah. Um, but if that's something that folks like and they want to, there's, I mean, that's a pretty easy thing to add, I think, for this year or maybe next year. Um, but we've talked about it, but not haven't committed to it fully. Yeah. So 
if that's something you'd like to see or other folks do, please uh, let me know. Yell at me. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that, I mean, it, it, honestly, the first year, I mean, doing it as individuals, I think will be great. And then, I mean, see what happens for like next year. Like I said, I know Sisu does both. And that's the only reason why I was thinking teams because yeah. we, we've done the teams a couple of years. But also, I mean, it, it, the teams are weird anyway in that too, because where we don't, we really run it as an individual race. We just all do our own things, but we're also looking at like, oh, if we do this, we can have this, you know, because it's still individual points that just add into the team, yeah. you know? So it's kind of one of those that, you know, where we've been lucky the last couple of years, we've learned the doing Sisu, you learn the tricks because yeah. we're not the fastest. We just, we learn the little tricks on how to get the, the points. And that, yeah. that's what it comes down to sometimes. Cause I know like for the fastest, I'm not the fastest. I can keep going for a long period of time, but if you learn where you can get the points and that's, what's kind of cool about that one is you can stop yeah. and do, you know, like you were saying, there's a sandbag station and do all that other stuff where I can earn some points, you know, not be the fastest, but get those extra points by doing stuff like that. And that's exactly why we split it into two different divisions for one, just pure running and one where it's hybrid and it's a little bit more like oh i'm i'm tough i want to do tough stuff like mm -hmm. cool we'll give you the option to do that in separate categories so something we're trying this year is top five performers overall for 5k plus 10 hour running uh so we're calling that infinity k and then um the infinity k hybrid right uh top five performers in each category get a special prize and it's uh regardless of gender right we thought about doing like a male female and mx gender uh, division, but we figured we'd try it out this year and just see top five overall. Um, you know, we can dive into the semantics of like, you know, biology and, you know, uh, advantages here and there and what have you. But I figured just for the first year, we would try that and just see how people feel about it. Like if they like that or if they don't like it in practice, I mean, worst case scenario is folks hate it and they're like, I'm never coming back. And, uh, all right, well, we learned our lesson, I guess. <laughs> Well, that's it. It's, I mean, it's learning and dealing with the stuff. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the situation of the world. I mean, it's, everyone always talks about, you know, the, the, the gender and whatever it's, it is what it is, but I mean, yeah. look at, you know, selection this year, who were the top two? Badass ladies. Badass ladies. Yeah. And I mean, that's amazing. So, I mean, and a lot of this stuff, I mean, when there's the points and the endurance and everything else, I mean, you've got the, you know, I mean, I know a lot of women that'll out, outdo more way. Oh, yeah every man I know in the endurance stuff. It's yeah. just, you know, they have a lot more grit and they just go for it, you know? So it's really comes down to with a lot of the stuff you're talking about is the grit, not the necessarily the speed. Oh yeah. Well, in, you know, in endurance running, endurance sport, things like selection, hurricane heats, uh, beast breaker and ghosts that we've done in prior years, like, like nothing against you dudes. I love you dudes. You're awesome. You're badasses. But like, the man the ladies are always like they've got grit they've got strength they've got drive i think they have a heck of a lot higher pain tolerance in general than dudes like by the time i'm whining right and crying like my wife is like three miles ahead of me and she's leaving me in the dust <laughs> right like, well, yeah come on let's go exactly yeah. well and actually i don't know if i told you but the the 24-hour hurricane heat back in 17 like i was going to dnf it i was going to fail a time hack for a two sandbag carry mm -hmm. and janelle came back after she'd already completed it pulled me up pulled my ass out of the mud grabbed my sandbags and said let's go you're not gonna dnf like whoa it was awesome yeah um, and that's it i think <laughs> a lot of times too with the women it's like because i mean it sounds i guess it does or doesn't sound bad to say this 
they have they feel like they have something to prove because everyone always looks at them differently because they're women and i'm like i i mean i would in many cases i've been on a lot of teams where i'm like i i will pick you know some of my female friends over the guys every time because i know they're gonna push they're gonna be ones pushing me going let's go i mean that was one thing on sisu i mean if it wasn't for chris and, and serena pushing me the whole time you know Ted did a great job too. I just didn't see him much. He just kind of did his thing and we're like, whatever. So, but he was making memes in the forest while he was. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I mean, and <laughs> playing with the bear that was stealing his 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 energy drinks. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, to your point, man, like there's a lot, there's a lot of great races out there. Um, Sisu, homegrown, awesome, great people. Um, we wanted to have something that was shorter but achievable but we had a time frame that was somebody could pop in work really hard um for a time frame that felt like it was more than a few hours more than just a regular run um but also something that they could scale down where if they they do a couple laps and they want to call they're good and so 10 hours felt like a good thing mm. to do and and that way too like if folks want to use it as a practice trial run like hey 24 hours is scary um and trust me it's not you should go sign up for the cc24 like right now it's awesome if um, you do use beastnet mic oh no uh actually i think it what is it? beastnet premium <laughs> i can't remember i'd have to look it up it might be beastnet mic is the code you get a discount if you use my name but <laughs> well but, there you there you go i love that but i love it because like you're saying it's may 20th which literally is a month before sisu so yeah. if you're planning on doing sisu you want a good practice run may 20th yeah you know, um, it's a month. That, I mean, that's a ten-hour instead of the twenty. It's a good practice run. See where you're at. Get a get a feel for what you're doing. Where where is it at? Uh, Montesano. So it's Mon Montesano, Washington, and Grays Harbor County. Uh, the family of GH under GH unders. Uh, the Winkleman family has a really beautiful property out there, 110 acres, right next to Weyerhaeuser BLM land, um, which has another several hundreds of acres there, and it's just um just gorgeous you've got a little bit of everything um the only thing you probably don't have are very technical rock face scrambles um and i think there's a couple smaller ones or there's a couple areas maybe you, you might see those at camp shepherd mm -hmm. um with sisu uh which are actually a lot of fun those used to intimidate the yeah. crap out of me um but so i think you won't you won't run into that but you will run into a, a small bog area right so it gets a little soupy while you're running through it there's some very very technical um terrain there's a couple areas we actually have to cordon off because there's um was some sinkholes where there was some gas that had escaped from uh underground right so there's a couple areas that we have to kind of keep off limits and keep people away from but um very lush very much so uh southern olympic national park rainforest area so heavily wooded tons of greenery it has that really deep earthy smell everywhere you go You'll find salamanders everywhere. Uh, I really mean everywhere. Um, and they get so much cool animals down there too. So they've got trail cameras everywhere and they've gotten everything from, you know, bear to cougar to a massive elk herd that comes through every September, October. Um, it's a really, really cool area. Um, it is. And we actually didn't plan it to be almost exactly a month ahead of time. Um, when we were looking at dates with them, they gave us about four or five dates, and a lot of them were kind of competing with the big local events already, um, like Summit to Swamp in April. One of them was like the weekend after CSU 24. One of them was, uh, gosh, what was it, September? 
it was next it was either on the same weekend or right next to the same weekend as the big seattle spartan race weekend mm-hmm. and all those just didn't feel right like i didn't want it to compete with a lot of the big area events i wanted it to be something that hey maybe people are coming out of their their winter shell maybe they haven't done anything like some of the local ocrs down in portland like uh, uh my muddy battle on time or dirty leprechaun maybe they didn't do that maybe they kind of coming out of hibernation they need some of the test themselves so that's kind of that that mentality it was for for the may time frame yeah and i mean it fits good too because that's one thing that's nice is because that's one thing um i've had a lot of talks with people about you know the race schedule up here and that's one of the biggest problems i have with living in the northwest it's like you know because i've been getting into triathlons yeah triathlons you have june to september that's it yeah after september there's not another triathlon until june and you know and when we have our ocrs it's like one of those things i was telling someone like you know the ocrs and triathlons both i mean from may to september i destroy my body because i'm doing race after race like every other weekend or sometimes like during the august and september it was every single weekend i was doing an ocr or an hour a triathlon and just wrecking my body and everyone's like why and i'm like because after september i have until the next race and if i don't leave town isn't until june yeah yeah (laughs) it's huge it's like this it's like 70 80 90 percent of like everything outside of like some some actually fun trail races and pavement races they're all scheduled in that like june september time frame try to do anything else there like it's trying to like coordinate a camping trip with folks that race during that time frame is horrible like, hey i'm gonna go i'm camping i've got i won i won passes to the enchantments once in a lifetime backpacking trip and people will be like oh man i just booked 10 flights and 72 races and yeah. i'm going to be literally not here for four months yeah. but go have fun <laughs> it's it's a, it's a logistical nightmare oh it is it is and that's why i mean looking at may may is a good one may 20th i mean because like i said that puts us you know i mean the only really ocr before that would be if you go to montana mm-hmm. but local stuff i mean the only ones would be down you know in yeah. portland doing like you said my money valentine and um you know i'm gonna swap and at the end of april i'm gonna swamp at the end of april you know so i mean other than that i mean and some of the swamps just fun i mean i just love doing swamp swamp that is such so much fun but you know it's just yeah i mean it's looking at all those and i mean they i think did, it's uh, good uh, treasure hunt uh treasure hunt heat last year that i really loved mm-hmm. um totally optional um and you had to take like for some people they could run it and look or some people were just looking for this treasure and he had all these clues and you had to go throughout the course um and go find whatever the treasure and you had certain hints where it might be um and then you'd have to bring like little proof like okay you found this and this and you got a prize um it was actually really cool there was a family that had um some special needs children that were like not did not want to be athletes, did not want to be active. And they were like having the best time hiking around, like looking mm-hmm. for treasure. Like you could see their eyes just light mm-hmm. up. And that was cool, man. So there, I know I, so I talked to Hazel Anna just about a week or two ago and uh, she's getting ready to open up registration. She had some, some big life stuff happen. Like a lot of us have last couple of years. And so she, she's not going to be able to get registration out till about now ish. But um, one of the big things she was like, I'm, expanding the treasure hunt this year i'm gonna go into it and it was really cool to see how jazzed she was about that that was fun i we were just running around because that was the thing is i mean all of us we were you know it was just we we're having fun with it we we're just hiking around looking at all the stuff you know trying to find the, the treasure having a blast so it, it was fun it, it was a blast so i've always loved that one yeah that's a good one 
so yeah we've uh we've got the trail mix uh you know the 5k mm -hmm. and infinity k divisions uh may 20th and uh we're going to donate 60 percent of the net proceeds um so we haven't announced the third charity but i think you probably already know um so we're going to give 20 percent to uh three different charities so idaho trails association trail keepers of oregon and then washington trails association nice um, so many beasts and people that i run into hike camp trail run they've gone to this one place to go train like they've used trails yes in oregon and idaho and it just felt like i don't know the right thing to do and they're really fun people to work with they're like excited when you say like hey we're gonna do a race and we want to donate some money it could be five dollars it could be five. like we don't know and they're like dude that is cool we would like to we would like to celebrate that like they just get that awesome. that is awesome i mean it's good to get back i mean that's one of the nice things is to get back you know, yeah. you know it's the thing that keeps us going yeah nice. so that'll be fun uh what else are we doing uh for trail mix um there's a for the hybrid division. There's a company called Ruck Straps, and they are they're donating uh, five Ruck Straps for uh, the top five finishers. So those are pretty cool. Those are those super fancy cable uh, webbing clips that you put on, and you can use to alleviate pressure on your spine and thoracic, uh, your thoracic spine. Hmm. So like or your shoulders, because um, you ruck especially heavy or a long time, you start getting like kind of those slumped shoulders and it yep. can't result, especially if you've got bad form and gone too long, maybe in spinal compression. So a lot of people like they'll, they'll pull them up or pull them forward to kind of alleviate that pressure, take it off of their traps and stuff. And so, yeah, they donated some to, uh, to give out. That's pretty cool. Um, Summit to Swamp is giving us some entries to give away. It's kind of a raffle. Um, so that'll be super fun. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. We've got some other stuff in the mix that I can't announce just yet uh, from GH Unders and some other fun local companies, but uh, we're trying to make it just fun and silly and approachable. I think the only thing we haven't cemented yet is I like pancakes a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and if we should do a uh, like a post-race pancake feed where we just make pancakes for people if they want them for That'd funsies awesome. um, and or like have like maybe a place where like I can make pancakes for folks and maybe we could have like a s'more station for like families or people that like want something a little sugary or whatever afterwards. Ooh, that could be fun. Yeah. S'mores, man. They're awesome. Yeah. That could be a lot of fun. That sounds fun. I mean, it's cool to see stuff like that come back. Cause that's one of like one of my, like I said, one of my biggest issues I've always had here is we don't get enough races. It's like for me to get like races in, I have to leap. I have to go travel. So, and a lot of times it's like, you know, if I want to do the the Spartan races or anything like that, if I want any more than three, I pretty much got to leave, you know, well, leave the think, one weekend. I think they're going to have a lighter schedule for the next couple of years. I think there's a lot of stuff that went on, right? COVID obviously hit their registration numbers. Yeah. I think, you know, buying some very big companies, not just like uh, Tough Mudder and Warrior Dash, but there was the paddle race. There's the the bike one, um, a few others I can't remember, but like buying all that stuff and then having like registrations like drop dramatically for several years. I mean, right? I know I, I know people that are like I have to have my ten Spartans a month, but I think realistically they're probably running a few or less races just to try to make sure they don't financially overburden themselves for a year or two, right? 
I get it, but it's just one of those things. Like I said, it's where we have that like four four year or four month window here where we get races. That's why it's so cool yeah. to see another one come in because you know me, I like the local races. I like supporting local and everything like that and trying to help out local people because I mean, the big boys that come here, like I said, once a month, once a week, one weekend a month, you yeah. know. And now it's like pretty much Spartans here, and then two weeks later, it's pretty, it's it's tough mutter. So I mean, this we get, year they're back to back. Yeah, they're basically back to back. So yeah. and like, what was it last year? It ended up being like Spartan. Then I did the Ironman, and then actually this year it was I literally did the Portland Spartan Sunday or Saturday, Ironman Sunday, and the next weekend I was at Tough Mudder. Yeah. So, and I'm like, huh, wonder why my body's messed up. But well, and period is periodization uh, says you know it takes four to twelve weeks for us to be at our peak for something right so having no break and just going 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 and like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna taper for three days or <laughs> i'm gonna do and one less rep like your body like so that's what happens for like four months because you know yeah. here in, in in washington we get those four months of races so you're constantly just like you're basically weekend after weekend after weekend and like i said it was pretty much in august i hit the seattle spartan did the full trifecta weekend the very next weekend I was in Hawaii doing a trifecta weekend mm -hmm. and then I came, flew home. And the weekend after that, I did, um, a sprint triathlon. And then I think it was the very next weekend. It was Portland and Ironman. And then the weekend after that was tough modern. It was like six or seven weekends in a row where it was, and it wasn't like the little races. Like I said, trifecta weekend, trifecta weekend, Ironman. And it's like, you know, I'm wondering when I come out of, you know, September, why I'm like, why does my body hurt everywhere? <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, the thing people, to build exactly on the thing that people don't like hearing with this love for this type of hobby, hobby, punishment, whatever you want yeah. to call it, um, is that the more you do that, right, the more you have those like high intensity, especially if you're going for it the higher your risk of injury is over time in that, that time frame. Like if you look at a lot of OCR seasons for folks, right, they start April to June and, and somewhere between like August to November. And you'll see a lot of people on social media talk about an injury somewhere between like that, like late July to October timeframe. It could be like, oh, I twisted my ankle to like, oh, I pulled something in my knee or my back. And it sucks. Obviously, I don't want that on anybody, but I think, you know, if you're going to plan tons of races, you know, you know, five, eight years ago, I would have been like, yeah, do them all full speed. But now I'm like, you know what? Um, you know, let's, I mean, go do them, have fun, but maybe, you know, all right, for this race, it's 60% max energy. I'm not going more than 60% and I'm just going to have fun. And I think if we take that attitude, we could probably race a little bit more safely versus like, max time max speed right throw out <laughs> yeah i know and, and that was kind of my thing this year because i think pretty much i think it was sisu it was either sisu or right before because i did june was another month where i just pushed every weekend with something pretty much almost every weekend from june to like september was something i pulled something in my calf during sisu well i never had a break after CSU. So I was still going, I was still running, I was still doing 100 miles a month, I was still doing everything and pushing and pushing. So by the time all of a sudden it came through like the, you know, after Ironman and I I bit it on Ironman, my my calf, I mean, if I ran like more than 100 feet, my calf felt like someone like was sticking a hot poker in the back of my leg and I'm like, I wonder why that's not healing. I don't know, maybe cuz you're not stopping. <laughs>
Mm. So that was kind of like why after the Iron Man and after Tough Martyr, I'm like, I let the hundred miles a month stop. I just dropped it. I'm like, I need to let my leg heal. I need to let my calf heal. You know, it's going to suck. I mean, I gained like 30 pounds back, but I can lose that again. I just yeah. needed that. Let my body heal. Let my body get to where it is because, you know, at our age, we, we don't come back that fast. So, <laughs> Well, especially once you start talking like tendon and joint injuries too, right? Like, because let's be real, like running for a hard year, right? Losing some weight. You're, you're building a lot of like muscular strength and endurance, but like tendon integrity takes so much longer to grow strength and like resilience, right? And you could have a year of solid gains and then like a year and a half later, you're like, oh, and gone for a year, right? I just went through that with my elbow. Um, like I overcame a multifidus tear uh, in 2021. So that's that spaghetti looking muscle up your back. That's a, mm -hmm. that gives you like lumbar support. So I tore that being dumb because I was got hungry to put more plates on the bar and um, got better. And I started getting a little too aggressive and I, my elbow started feeling tired. If that makes sense. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm just imagining, I'm going to put some CBD lotion on it. I'm good. And then one day, I was like, oh, that's a little much, but I'm going to go do that. And like a month and a half ago, and I was like, ooh, that zinged. I knew it. I did it. I, I pushed myself just too hard. And my body was literally telling me, my intuition was like, don't do that today. And now I've got tennis elbow. Yeah. Working through that. Not and that's me. one of those things. I think we hit that point where hopefully as we get older, we hit that, start to understand like, hey, at certain points, our body's going to be like, we got to start listening. Yeah. When we're younger, I mean, little thing like you know i mean not little thing but like the your elbow starts to bug you a little bit you push through whatever it hurts for a few days you take a break for a week and you're fine you get past 30 or like in my case past 40 and all of a sudden it's like you know oh yeah like, like i said a little twin twinge in my calf we're like nine months later and i'm still like hmm, it'll be okay for a little bit and then i'll step just right and it's like ting hello don't forget about me and i'm like son of a <laughs> you know Somebody, somebody once told me the injuries that you can just power through in your teens and twenties, come back to start haunting you in your thirties, forties, and fifties. I had a big snowboarding accident, um, uh, almost 14 years ago, just gnarly, like hospital separated my shoulders, dislocated my hips or, or my, my knee jacked up my hip. And like every once in a while, like I'll be working through like a mobility routine to stretch and like my shoulder will click. And like, it's not a nice sound. It's weird. Like I feel great. I like mobility wise there, muscle integrity is there, but like the way that it healed, right. And I just powered through it, you know, probably should not have. Don't recommend that guys. If you separate your shoulders, go get treatment. Don't power through it. Don't, <laughs> don't. I have that. Yeah. Cause mine, I have my left shoulder will dislocate and I've, I've done it on races and I just pop it back into place and continue on going. And now I have like major issues where I have that. If I move just right, you can just click, 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 because it didn't heal quite right. So yeah, eventually I'm probably going to have surgery on it, but I'm like, if I keep ignoring it, maybe it won't happen. Yeah. But <laughs> my doctor told me like, Hey, we can go in and do more damage now and it might be better. Or we can wait till, you know, you're like fifties to sixties and then go in there and fix it. And maybe you've got a good quality of life. Right. Like, yeah. The cool party trick I had of making it click tons, not that cool anymore. <laughs> it comes like, back to get us. Yeah. 
So we're doing trail mix this year. Um, we've got a couple other events that are opening up for registration later. We've got one called Ghost, which we've done mm-hmm. five, six years now. Um, and that's a team versus team competitive endurance, choose your own kind of race. We're going to change it a little bit this year to be kind of similar to how we ran it in 2019. So very highly competitive, but with a centralized scoring system. So mm-hmm. the way that we did scoring in 2019, it was a little bit more subjective. Like I could look at something and be like, well, that tower isn't tall enough. I'm going to give you half a point. Um, so it's very black and white. Like you got those points. Good. You're, uh, you're winning. Um, and a little bit more kind of adventure covertly things um, this year versus uh, previous years. So one of the things that insurance says we can't do anymore is steal a burning log from another team's outpost, uh, which was really cool. Uh, so we can't do that, but uh, more things like that where it's not necessarily nefarious, like go take that backpack off that person, but um, silly things uh, just to kind of, you know, make people feel like secret agents in the woods. Like this. Well, why'd you tell me you're stealing burning logs, weirdo? Yeah, I don't know. I got a big mouth. <laughs> um, so sure. that. Everything. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then we're doing, uh, it's going to be our, I don't know if we're going to, it's either going to be our last one or we'll see how people are receptive to it. But we're mixing up a, kind of the first event that I ever started leading was Beast Breaker back in 16. Uh, and so we're, we're calling it Beast Breaker Trials so far. We might have to change the name. Um, and instead of just a 12-hour suck fest of craziness, it's a strength and athletic competition. So we've got uh, about 12 different trial areas that have made the cut. Um, and it's for every area you get, you get points based off your finishing position. And then at the end, we total everything up and see how many points you got. So nice. there's a small trail running loop. There's a, a swamp ruck section. There's a burden carry through a river. Um, we have a really cool powerlifting section with something called a Saxon bar. So instead of a conventional deadlift bar, it's uh, four inches by three inches. And so you have to grip it with like an elongated pinch grip to do like a deadlift. Um, and axe throwing um, and some other fun stuff, right? So some things that are, you know, athleticism based and some skill based stuff. There's a knot tying section, which is super nerdy and it's going to throw some people off. And it'll be a little bit like, spear throw for spartan where it's like people are like how is this fitness right <laughs> but i think it's there to you know kind of even the playing field a little bit and you know try to have people learn new things so it's a lot like a little bit like the rise challenge events that she'd have sometimes where she had the different yeah in some ways way and i loved those i loved those except without the shooting that was the fun part but <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to actually get Tammy to come up for that one in October. So that'll be like uh, October 14, 15 yeah. uh, this year. I'm trying to get Tammy to come up for that because she just does such, she's got such awesome energy and she's just a great yeah. person. And I don't think that she's going to be doing a rise event this year. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. But if she drops that, we got to get down there and go. Cause oh, if she does, I'm going. So much fun. I love, I, I did all of them last year. I love, I did them the last two years. I love the rise challenge events. I love racing with tammy yeah. i love doing stuff with her because i even did the one like list last year where it was the whole weekend you were there um yeah you did the rock with us on monday though where we did the the murph no i wasn't there for that one though. yeah we did the murph where we hiked up the hill and then did everything at the top of the hill so yeah. 
I mean, that was a, it was a blast. And I mean, it's so much fun doing stuff with her and her events were just always, and that's, I actually like that where they had the knot tying and stuff like that, because it's a skill you don't really have. And if you're out doing an endurance stuff that the knot tying really helps, you know, and they had a lot of the knot tying. And then like the, if you came down for the ranch challenge, they had that you had to lasso a horse. There was all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, it it wasn't a real, real horse though. It was a fake horse, but um, but I mean, it was a lot of fun and i and i like those because that's that's kind of the fun like i've mentioned it before where it has those things like we've done the spartans we've done those and we've done the endurance stuff but what about some of the fun stuff and you throw those knot tying and some of that stuff and that's i love it when there's extra just stuff you're not expecting keeps me on your toes yeah one one of my favorite um weird i don't want to say weird but one of my favorite memories of like non-conventional athleticism and skills was the keg lift for time uh that tammy did in at oh, horizon no. race in 2020 and i think you saw me on that one you one of my out. first lifts i smashed it right into my face knocked myself dizzy i'm pretty sure i was concussed a right. little bit so i still have a divot on my chin from that that keg but i remember because I, I, I was like was yeah fun. i'm walking over like adam are you okay because i mean you're yeah. like you kind of see that day's look and it's like you know yeah. 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 I definitely think I gave myself a concussion. I'm not sure if I should brag about that, but ladies and gentlemen, was football. Football. we would have been taking the face with the keg. Don't do it. I was, I love the idea of it though. I mean, having the keg with partly filled with sand. I mean, it's a cool little idea, but yeah, I could. Yeah. If you had it just wrong and it shifted. And I think that's kind of what it did to you. Wasn't it just kind of shifted weird and just kind of slipped out of your hand. I think it was closer to the end and I was really trying to get a couple extra reps. And I think, to be honest, I just, I got sloppy and I wasn't paying attention and I just didn't move my face out of the way. (laughs) And that was what I, she had a lot of those unconventional. Like the last one we did with her where she had like all the, the, uh, the bells, the kettlebells. And we had to pick them up, take them to the other end and bring them back. And I can remember it because Dave was all mad at me because he did it right before me. And he was taking them like two at a time or something. And I walked yeah. up and like slid my hands between all the all the handles and grabbed them and just took them all in one shot. And he's like, uh, and I'm like, hey, man, she didn't say how many trips we had to take. Yeah. I just had to take them to the other side. Yeah. It's not my fault. My arms are small enough to get to the handles. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time, dude. Yeah. Um, no, I love those things. Um, so. Ladies and gentlemen, again, if you're listening and Tammy down in Bend, Oregon does puts on a rise event, make sure you sign up. She's great people and she just, she makes it fun. And they're always different. Like this year they had some of those things that throwing the Atlas ball through the freaking hoop or the, 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 you start off and you're strong. And I remember, cause I started, I'm just like, yeah, this is great. And then you got to like eight or nine and you're like, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My neuromuscular system is dead. I'm going to, I'll come back tomorrow, guys. And then you, you should smoke your arms and all that. And then now go shoot again. Yeah. Like, oh, great. Now my arms are shaking and I'm like, my aim. Uh, it's everyone stay way over there because I came that way in general and that. <laughs> but I mean the, the gun one and which was cool, but I mean it's it yeah. that was had its spot. You had to be able to do where she was lucky. She had yeah. you know the in with the shooting range plus liberation firearms and all that. I mean, that would be I couldn't see that happening at like you know, break beast breaker or something like that. Cause I mean, there's you're not gonna do it at a shooting range. How are you gonna no, eat out there? No. everything and the the insurance and the safety? I'm like mm-hmm. it'd be fun, but I get enough crap around the axe throwing as it is. Um uh insurance wise like i I try not to uh not to uh 
<laughs> be able to never put on an event again, right? Let's just let's just not let's just not do that. Oh man, you want to hear uh, something kind of fun? So after after tonight, um, I am going to grab. I just got some flippers, uh, so it's like swimming flippers, mm -hmm. and go into the gym to play with them. Going to be doing some animal movements, some lifts and stuff while wearing flippers on my hands, on my feet and stuff for uh, the Arizona hurricane heat uh, at the end of next month. So super nerdy, a quick little preview. The theme is uh, Water Temple uh, nice. from Zelda Ocarina of Time. So for any super nerds out there, if you remember the Water Temple, that's literally what the event is themed about and we're building everything around. And we'll see if we have flippers as a required item super nerdy but i figured that you'd is, appreciate that that is pretty cool that, that'll be cool i mean that, that'll be a cool one so that's one of those things i i haven't done i i'll be honest i have not done a, a hurricane heat since 2016 yeah well i dude i think the scheduling has been kind of crazy the last you know four or five years it used to be like a friday night mm -hmm. like six or seven um or like a saturday night right after and there's been some wild schedules like there was one one this last year where it was like 8 a.m the same day as a beast yeah like you know and i definitely sent my feedback up the channel like, guys come on <laughs> like, you want people to show up don't do that um and i think and i was okay with it for this year but there's there's only a, about a dozen or so this year yeah, I was okay when they were the, the night before. And I think that was just kind of it. And I kind of had my phone, you know, for 15 and 16. And then I was like, I was thinking about it, you know, in 20, then everything shut down. And then when it came back, but there was a bunch of them where I looked at them and like, oh, this would be, oh, no, that's not going to, the timing was just weird. There was like one that was right after the beast. But then I'm like, I don't know, depending on which group I'm with, how soon I'm going to be done. And I don't want to be rushing to try and finish the beast so that I can make it to the hurricane heat. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Cause there was a couple, like there was one, what? Cause I saw you guys, I think it was still in the morning. You were finishing up. I, one of them yeah. stopped and gave Dave a hug in, in Portland, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, you know, I think scheduling can be, can be tough with those, especially too, once you've done, you know, a few races, right. And you kind of mature as, as a racer, just in general, um, you have your things you love and things that are, you know, still fun. Uh, and then you've got your priority, right? So if you're trying to hit five trifectas and that's the only thing that matters, the hurricane heat might not be super exciting for you. Um, but I think to, it's kind of evolved in the last several years. Um, so I'd say theme, right? So I mentioned Water Temple, right? Super dorky, but like we did Joshua Tree, it was a Mario Kart. And we literally like not like a hurricane heat at all. It wasn't just straight PT and rucking and that was it. Like yeah. we literally had people in teams of thematic racing. We had one where it was if you tossed a green uh glow stick at another team's cart, like it was they had to do jumping jacks, right? And it was madness. There were so many green glow sticks running around and people green shelling each other. It was hilarious. People are laughing and just having a good time, right? And it wasn't easy, but so I think they've evolved a little bit too, where you're going to see a lot more like thematic and silly, uh, um, silly events. So it's not kind of like, I think there's a stereotype where there's a lot of folks like, oh, I've done a Spartan hurricane heat, I've done them all. And I think it's just trying to move away from that and just bring a quality event that's fun and silly, but you know, also tough. Yeah. which is awesome which i mean that was kind of thing i think where i had a problem where it was more i'm not big on that i have fun with certain things if it's a fun event and i'm having fun 
yeah. I don't mind it sucking. But like, I think the the second one I did, which was fine. I mean, I had fun with it and everything because the group I was with. But I think that's my biggest thing. If I went to go do one, and if it's not with a group of people I want to be with, yeah. I don't think I would have fun unless it's something like that, where you're talking about like the Mario Kart. That sounds fun. It was you know? awesome. But you know that was that was a thing. It's like the people I was with made the hurricane heats. But other than that, it was just it was basically like PT, and I was getting my ass handed to me the whole time. Yeah. So like, if if it happens, this might be up your alley. I don't know when, and I don't know if it's a hundred percent approved. But we're trying to bring a trifecta hurricane heat weekend to the West Coast. It'll probably be California, and I don't know when. I'm going to be doing either the twelve or the twenty-four hour section. I'm trying to either have that section or the entire event, um, Lord of the Rings themed. And if we do the entire event, probably Hobbit plus Lord of the Rings. Um, so for folks that are big fans of that stuff, like, can you imagine like middle of the night trying to sneak past folks and to get to Mordor to destroy the ring? Like, that sounds like fun. It does. Right? Yeah, it does. So, sounds like a not officially fun. on the books yet, but that's that's what I've been working on, and I think I'm hoping. In the next week, week and a half, um, that goes live and we can make that happen. That would be awesome. Well, I'm hoping to hear about that. Yeah, man. That does sound fun. Right on. Well, um, we're hitting close to that hour mark where Don gets all mad at me if I go past it. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for having me on the show and, and joking and, uh, you know, talking smack and life lessons, man. This has been a great time. It's it been really cool seeing BeastNet just explode and yeah. really become this thing where like I'm seeing it in all sorts of places and you guys have just been crushing it and just absolutely growing. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for putting up with me, man. And uh, thanks for bringing a really cool podcast to the community, man. There's a, there's a lot of podcasts out there and you can always tell there's, there's ones out there where they're just, you know, they're doing it to do it for, for, you know, whatever reason. But they, but there's that kind of genuine authenticity where after a while it kind of feels like it's just a thing. But I think you know, longtime listener and seeing Beastnet evolve over so many years, man, like you guys have kept your soul, and that is freaking cool. We we've tried, we've tried to. So, and it's good to have you on. I, I mean, it's you know, you're you're you were you were there in the beginning and everything else when this all started. So. It's one of those things. It's been a while since we had you on, you know, with COVID and everything else and other things happening. It's, you know, but it's good to have you back on and everything like that. And I I'm, I can't wait to see, you know, how trail mix goes and, yeah. and all this other stuff. I'm going to have to possibly sign up. I got to see what my, I got to see where I'm going to be at in May. Well, if you, if, if you or Don or somebody else can make it out, we can have a table for you and you can interview folks and, and uh, get some pancakes or s'mores or something. No, I'd be fun. So yeah, it's, it's one of those things I'm hoping. Um, but like I said, there, there's a good chance that, I mean, if things go the way they're supposed to, I won't be in Washington then. So, but, yeah. but we'll, we'll see. I might come back for that. So I'm trying to find as many reasons as I can to come back for stuff, but. I love it. Cool, so. man. Well, thanks for your time and hanging out, man. And right. uh, looking forward to the next episode. All right. Thank you. And I, I can't wait to talk to you again. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, Find us on Facebook, like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.